Ooh, and we're back on another day of this epic battle against myself. So this morning was rough. I was right back down to thinking I deluded myself and that there's no way I could live up to what I think I can become. It's not going to work. And those are all those fears coming back strong. It's like the end of the horror movie when you think the bad guy's dead and then he pops up. That's what happened. But I'm getting better at it. I'm not I'm not walking away without keeping my eye on him. It's not gonna pop up on me. So I expected it this time. I was able to anticipate it. A little bit. I mean Alright. This whole thing is about facing my fears and I'm, and I'm fear of being embarrassed. So I'm about to tell an extremely embarrassing story. To most of you are strangers, if anyone's even listening, but I bet there's one or two people that I might actually know, so that's where that fear is coming from, of sharing this embarrassing but true life adventures into, I've been doing this shit wrong my whole life. <laughs> oh man, where do I start? So, okay, yesterday, if you listen to the commute, you heard about my wiener problems and the dick diet I'm trying to develop and I got all gung-ho and then didn't do anything about it and I think that's where that little bout of sadness came from this morning but you know I'm still making progress I'm not giving up jumping back in but yesterday it made me see it made me learn something about myself because during sex I'm so self-conscious that I I can't focus on anything and it's really good that I'm with someone that loves me a lot because I don't think anyone will put up with this shit if I was in, in a dating life right now. There's no way. So instead of making I, I realize that yes, after this awakening or whatever you want to call it where a lot of my ways of thinking have fallen off the real demons that are going to be down in there and deep are going to adapt and come at you in a different way and that's what happened I was self-sabotaging myself but in a much more subtle way I was like yeah I'm going home I'm going to do it I'm going to do it but leading up to you know conception time we're trying for a baby so it's very scientific at the moment during conception time we're um you know it's, it's grind time you got to get them spermies in there because honestly despite all the uh, accidental pregnancies out there getting pregnant is very hard when you're trying and if you don't want kids that's awesome but I do want kids so please no criticisms on wanting to try this hard to have a kid and I won't criticize you for not wanting them thank you but I would get so caught up in my insecurities that I would constantly be thinking about what they're thinking about me and then trying to counteract what they might be thinking and it was just, I was not in the moment whatsoever at all ever during sex. Maybe when I was like 18 and, you know, dick dumb and shit, where it's like, oh, it's okay. I just do it anywhere and anywhere, but when you're older and context gets in and insecurities and 
basically your entire life you're trying to evaluate and that moment you're trying to share with someone else that's what it turned into for me was oh your dick's not hard because it's fat it's not fat because you've got diabetes and you got this and I got that if you hadn't done this you wouldn't have gotten that fat and if you hadn't done this and this and this going through every chain reaction of bad decision I ever made in my life during a time I'm trying to perform for sex yeah and it's a big mystery why shit wasn't working and now that I've called myself on my bullshit and I'm doing what I have to do to, to get my body in shape I'm still giving it my all that old college try but it's not successful at the moment and I realized my wife doesn't care and I was so worried about her I thought my whole relationship was going to hinge on, on me being able to get her pregnant with my broken wiener. Because I thought if I couldn't do that, then we weren't going to be able to stay together and this and that. And it just psyched me to hell out. But yesterday, even though unsuccessful, I mean, there might have been, you know, pre-cum sperm or something, who knows. But yesterday wasn't great. And But I tried. And I was in the moment, and I gave everything I had a half hour late for work but I tried and showed up and did the work and she recognized I did my best and was happy and wasn't disappointed or anything but and then I was like okay then, then let me try to look at this in a different way let me look at this as I can't go in there being like a porn star right now but while I'm working on myself I can do the best with what I got so I took a shower washed things up myself a little trim I haven't trimmed down there and who got knows how long you know showing her I'm gonna make an effort I'm, I'm trying to do and look my best for you because I want you to enjoy this even though I know right now you're just sort of waiting is basically what you're doing you're stuck in a yoga pose <laughs> waiting for <laughs> oh that's ridiculous just waiting for a deposit I get it can't be much fun for you, so I try to get ways to get you involved, but you don't have the patience for that right now, and I get it, because I gotta get to work, and my schedule sucks, and ovulation time doesn't come only on weekends, so, and that also put a lot of pressure on me and made it not enjoyable, but, but yesterday, me giving it my all, and even though I didn't succeed, knowing that I tried my best felt good, so today I... I brought out some other things and some other tools that might help and gave myself a haircut and washed myself up and you know tried to romance it up a little bit because honestly she's the man in the relationship I'm the woman I want the romance and the, the touchy-feely stuff and I'm fine with that I mean I wouldn't mind being a stay-at-home dad because she's the the awesome power woman do anything she wants in the world and I'm I just want to support that honestly I'm I was trying to evaluate what I want in life I want a family, and I want to provide for my family, and if I have emotional support, I'm all for it. I don't care. If she's an amazing, successful woman, and I'm able to support that and help her become that, I deserve everything I get as well. I don't... It's just how society labels men and women in relationships when me and her, we're not that way at all. that make us transgender because it's not our genitalia that's changing it's just our 
our ginger rolls are, are switched. I'm not claiming to be or to know anything about being transgender before anyone gets offended if anyone's even listening. Just a play on words that I enjoyed. So yeah, I'm going in there. <laughs> so she comes in, we have to do it in the bathroom because our kids are asleep, but you know, they know how to open doors and the locks don't work great and our bedroom isn't the greatest place at the moment to do that right now, so romantic ass bathroom floor it is, so don't worry, it's clean. <laughs> and, you know, I got my, my lube and my pump and this ring and that ring. I'm bringing my A-game. I'm doing everything I could possibly do to make this a successful attempt. And there was no judgment from her. She, We had fun with it. I was like, you want to try it? Try this. See that? Oh, we were laughing and playing. Alright, I said I was going to face my fears and be completely honest. I used a penis pump, and as I was pumping it, it would make little fart noises, and it just cracked us the fuck up. Especially when it got really on there, you'd hear a little... <laughs> oh, shit. Cracked us up. And it made it fun, and there was no self-consciousness. We were just... It was a disaster, and what was going on was going on, and... As long as I'm doing the work to fix it in the meantime, we learn from what happened and apply it next time. Now I know what to do differently, I know different things to try, and ways to prepare, and if it's in the forefront of my mind, and it's that important to me, then that's where, it, where I will focus my energy. So I have to make it a priority. If I tell her it's a priority to me, I need to prove to her that it is. And it is, so that's what I'm trying to do now. Instead of being self-conscious and being like, oh, she's not going to like it. She's going to not like me because it doesn't work or whatever. Like, no, she saw me trying. She saw me doing the best I could with what was going on, and she was fine with that. And that's amazing. That's rare. And I think the whole thing that maybe awoke this this thing inside me or whatever, this, this awakening that it seems to, to be, I think it was the, the possibility of losing that. Seeing that my insecurities and my depressions and my my demons were going to cause me to lose her and probably my kids. Because I don't know if I could survive losing them. I would be so broken as a person I would probably give up completely. I mean, I don't think that's true now, but at the time I did, and I think that's what caused this awakening to happen, because my soul was not willing to let that happen. That's why I think we're, we're true soulmates. <clears throat> our roads, our paths are parallel for the rest of this physical life. That's the way I see soulmates. After you you guys pass on from this physical world, die if you want to use that word. After you guys, your two souls die, maybe you'll be different soulmates in different lives. But in this life, there is a soulmate, and that is the person who has a parallel and complementary path to yours. Your paths cross and intertwine along 
this path to enlightenment at this particular point in this life on this earth at this time. Your roads are intertwined and overlapping. That's the soulmate. I think it's a beautiful thing. And the feeling of just pure love is, is incredible. I can even discipline my kids better now because I used to feel self-conscious because of how I was disciplined. I didn't want to be like that, but kids need hard discipline. They don't need you to beat the shit out of them. They, but they need you to have boundaries and to stick to them big time. And before, my insecurities would not let me stick to the boundaries of my children because I was afraid I would traumatize them. It wasn't that I thought I was abusing them or I thought I was, was harming them or causing trauma in any way it was that I didn't I didn't I thought I was I guess is what I'm saying I thought I was gonna cause them trauma so I would back off in reality you see the signs that that's not it at all like as soon as you back off they crack a smile and start acting up you're like oh you got me and my my son still gets me my daughter's even worse than he is he is she is amazing she has my wife on her toes and i was like like i have a i feel like i have ability to sense the age of someone's soul and I, my wife's soul is way much older than mine my son's might be older than mine but he's definitely not on mom's level and my daughter's may be higher than mom she is out of this world old soul she's gonna i'm excited to see what they're both gonna do son is very smart and his soul is I think older than mine but my daughter's soul is older than probably maybe the oldest I've witnessed because she has got shit figured out story was the next chapter in this uh, facing my fears and I'm pretty sure that the entity that I felt in, in that wall that I went up against that I couldn't break through and that that, that uh, post I had called uh, I think it was the now now I think I had an awakened moment so in that I felt like I came up against this wall and I felt invincible and finally saw the power that I actually have and came up against this great foe and, and realized real quick I wasn't going to be able to defeat him but I was able to get back and retreat enough to know that when I return to, to defeat it I will be ready and I think the, this is it that I keep running into so it's getting clearer and getting closer to me breaking through that's what it feels like I'm not giving up and I am keep on going even though these last three days I've had increasingly moments of just give up there's no point. Try something easier. But no, I'm not giving up. I'm not. I will do whatever it takes to, within reason to not give up. falling into thinking about what I need to do to uh, 
live up to those words I just said. And I can't do that. I can't start thinking ahead about how to achieve not giving up. I just need to be faced with a moment and in that moment not give up. That's where I keep getting off track is I finally figure out a destination and I make a beeline and you can't do that. If you make a beeline, you're just going to hit every single obstacle in that path. That's not going to work out. So when I see a destination, I need to stop guessing the road there. I just need to follow the road to that destination and take on the obstacles as they come. So, even though this is a, a, a commute recording that I put on the blog, um, this will also be my, my creativity time of the day because it's about soul searching and that's what I think this was about. Am I making an excuse to get an entry in? I think possibly. <laughs> if I'm completely honest with myself, I can feel a tinge of, of slight cheating, but I don't think it's cheating because it is a soul searching moment. And nope, nope, I'm calling bullshit on myself. I have to do something else in addition to this. I can use this as half, but I also need to write a reflection, I guess. I'll write something else. You'll see it, whatever, before you click the link. But I can't let myself off the hook with that. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a wonderful evening.